Hey everyone, thank you for tuning into the Go Somewhere podcast presented by Blue Falcon Bourbon Whiskey and Flex Zone Outdoors. If you're listening to this, head on over to ydaoutdoors.com and save 20% off everything on your order by using the promo code PODCAST. That's it. Save 20% off by using the promo code PODCAST on your entire order at ydaoutdoors.com. Hey everybody, welcome to the Go Somewhere podcast presented to you by YDA Outdoors, Blue Falcon Whiskey, Aim True, Drink Blue, and Flex Zone Supplements. Enter the Flex Zone. Let's get started. How are you doing today, Chad? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I mean, we had a pretty productive day doing our fake photography like we're a couple art students. Hey, you know, we got to get the uh, get the content out there, so... If you guys didn't know, if you couldn't tell, this is our very first attempt at a podcast, so please bear with us. I know that only 10 or 12 people probably listen to this, and it's all going to be our friends and family telling us how great it was. I think you added a little too many people. I think maybe like two (laughs) people will listen to this, so you know, you never know. Oh, man. Well, I mean, it's just kind of par for the course for us. I mean, we're just, we have an idea and we're rolling with it, so. Might as well try and have fun while we're doing it. Yes, sir. Well, we posted up on uh, Instagram, Facebook, all of our social medias for you guys to send in your why you started hunting, and one of you did, so thank you very much. Mylife.on.the.water, Debbie. So thank you, Debbie. Uh, She actually said that it was an old-fashioned necessity to have food on the table. She didn't want to showcase, but, well, Debbie, you were the only one, so thank you so much. She just wishes that there were more dads that took their kids hunting, and she doesn't see much of it around where she's from, and dads have lost their way. So, thank you, Debbie. We appreciate it. And that kind of leads into us. Chad, why did you start hunting? Oh, funny story. When I was younger, um, as a kid, I always played outside in the in the woods just with friends, just, you know, playing the army and, wo- or, and war and stuff like that. And... I didn't. I was always into the action and the moving and just getting, you know, outside. So I was like, why would I want to go hunting when, like, the deer and all don't shoot back, you know? So I was always into the paintball and stuff. So my very first time, I was like, all right, I'm going to try it because I had a friend. I lived in West Virginia for, like, two years, three years-ish. And he was like, let's go hunting, you know? And I was like, all right, well, what time? He's like, we got to get up early. And I was like, What? How early? He's like, oh, we gotta be like at five. We gotta be on the woods. I was like, are you crazy? <laughs> I'm like, no. He's like, yeah. So I stayed over at his house. We went out and it was freezing cold. I didn't know what to take really. I had like, like army sweatpants and a sweatshirt on and all green or whatever. So we were out there. I had like a little 22 and he had borrowed his dad's like, uh, AR or something. So we were out there. We went out through his house, and it's early. It was freezing cold, and we're just sitting there. And I get to the point where I can't feel my toes, and then it starts working its way up my legs and my fingers. And I'm just sitting there like, okay, can we stop this now? Because it's just insane to see it be out here. And all we saw were just a bunch of dogs running through the woods and all. So I was like, I'll never go hunting again. This is boring and nothing like I'm not moving around. I just got to sit here. I was like, what? So then, you know, a couple years later, I grew up, 
like a, finally became a man and was like, you know what, I'm going to try hunting again. It's, it, you know, I'm better. I can actually sit there. I'm not like got all this energy and everything. So I was like, I want to go hunting. And, and finally, like, I didn't know anybody really in Georgia that hunted. And then I met Jake and then I was like, hey, he's like, I'll go hunting. I was like, I want to go. He's like, well, come on, let's go. I got a buddy standing also. I was like, all right. So I got my stuff and, and I've been hunting ever since with you for how long now? Well, I mean, it's it's uh, two years now because this is the second season we've gone together. Yeah, about two years now. Got well, me a little button buck last last year on the last day. This year, <laughs> I haven't gotten anything. We saw some stuff, but, you know. Well, but I mean, to, to come back to the lady's story, you know, um, about she's wishing that uh, other, you know, other dads and stuff would take kids out and get them out and do all that, that stuff, you know, and then there's, you know, kids without dads and all. You know, that leads into our nonprofit that we're starting, the Outdoor Roots Foundation, you know. That's one of the biggest, one of the big things that we want to start doing is getting with kids and bringing them out who don't have dads or, you know, or troubled youth and stuff like that. That's one of the part of it that we want to do. Well, yeah, I mean, I remember, like you said, two years ago, I think you were, when we worked together, you were just in the warehouse talking about, um, I think you said that Zay had property up in Rome or something like that so you guys were going to go hunting for the first time Mm -hmm. and I was like well I mean you guys could just come to my parents house I mean they've got a lot of property and we can go hunting over there and then it just kind of cascaded from there it was like a pebble rolling down a snow-covered hill and look where we are two years later we got YDA Outdoors and we just started like you said the Outdoor Roots Foundation and a nonprofit organization to educate people about the outdoors and you know, really change people's lives through the healing process that comes with hunting and fishing and camping and anything really outdoors related. So I to Debbie's point from our Instagram post, you know, the outdoors is very healing. It's very teaching. It's, it, it's, it's mother nature, you know, it, it can teach you every life, life lesson that you need to learn. And there are a lot of people, especially in today's day and age that don't do it. They don't get out and they don't ha- ever have the opportunity to learn all of these very important lessons and they're just glued to their phones and playing video games. So we want to get people back to their outdoor roots to teach them how to be men and how to be people that are self-reliant and can really out enjoy what the outdoors has to offer. Yeah. And also like the vets and all be able to get their, get their story out there and you know what they went through and all that. That's, that's one of the things that interests me as you know, we deal with vet veterans and all just mm-hmm. to hear their, hear their story, you know, if they have anything they need off their chest, they can talk to us and, you know, tell, mm-hmm. them, tell it to the world, you know. And then it's, you know, we've said it a thousand times, but it's a small token, but we're trying our best to just say thank you for all that those vets have done for each and every one of us here in America. All the liberties they afford us, especially to go have hunting, to have fishing, to have these outdoor activities. So it's really a five or six headed monster that we're trying to tackle and create. And I'm excited for it. Yes, sir. Everything's been falling into place so far. God's mm-hmm. grace will keep going. Absolutely. And so, well, so I started hunting, I guess, sort of to Debbie's point, my dad never, my dad never really enjoyed deer hunting. He had squirrel hunted when he was younger. And so he taught us how to shoot rifles and how to squirrel hunt, but he never, he never liked deer hunting. So he never took me deer hunting. Um, 
but my grandmother and my grandfather, they lived right next door. My grandpa, he loved to deer hunt. So um, when he passed away when I was nine years old, that was my way of kind of coping with it, I guess, as a, as a kid, uh, trying to come to grips with my fir- the first death that I ever experienced. And it was to do the things that he did. So I got really into hunting. I got really into fishing because he enjoyed those things a lot. And, I mean, it's been one of the best blessings of my life to go out and experience those things. I love to do them any opportunity that I get. And then with you and Rod, you know, even though he's over in China. But he left us. <laughs> I never met somebody so selfish in my life. But to... <laughs> <laughs> But to but to take you guys hunting and to take you guys fishing, I know Rod was like he had he told me he had been fishing a couple times growing up and he hated it and then he like got addicted to it this past two years that we went and you know took him fishing with us he fell in love with it and loved it so yeah this is like me is like I love fishing only when I'm catching stuff though when I was younger <laughs> when I wouldn't catch anything I'd just get mad and just not want to go anymore and then. Mm-hmm. Like I told you a couple of weeks ago, I was just like, I'm ready to go fishing. Let's go fishing. <laughs> <laughs> well, even today when we went and took pictures, like it's 38, 37 degrees outside. It's 20 mile per hour winds. It's super cold. And we're out there at the lake taking some pictures and you're just like, well, you know, I'll just, I'll just throw a couple casts just to see if anything, ha- you know, you know, won't hurt anything if I accidentally catch a fish. So. Yeah, I'm like, oh, you only brought one fishing pole? What the heck? <laughs> so, I guess moving on, since we don't really have much of an agenda, since this is our first time, mm-hmm. um, and one of the things w- that spurred us to actually just sit down and record this one, I was going to tell you one of my funnier hunting stories that happened to me recently. Um, we, when we took our, when we did our first veteran hunt, when we took Adam Logan hunting, Back in November, um, we built a ground blind at the very back of the property. So it's probably 250 yards from the house all the way back to the back of the property. Well, one morning I was out there hunting and um, sun came up, didn't really see anything. It was kind of a still morning. And dude, I had to take the biggest shit. (laughs) Like it was like... So, backstory: I had when we took deer, uh, we took when we took deer Adam hunting. When we took Adam deer hunting, the night before, you know, we cooked him dinner and everything, and that was the first time I'd had a beer in, jeez, for a while because he six, stopped six or seven months. So I hadn't really had any alcohol for about six or seven months, and this was the a weekend or two after that. Well, the night before I'd had like a glass of bourbon with my dinner. And so I think it was just my, my stomach and my, my body was just still not used to having any alcohol in it. Yeah, alcohol cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I felt the wrath of the cleanse part. <laughs> but so like that next morning I was just sitting in the deer stand and man, like every 30, 45 minutes, my stomach would just and start bubbling up. <laughs> Your butt cheeks clench even closer <laughs> every time. <laughs> yeah, and it's one of those where you like, you sit down, and like you're like rolling from cheek to cheek, and you're just like <laughs> trying to get comfortable because it just hurts so bad. And I'm I'm super stubborn when I hunt. Like I'll I'll sit there all day if I don't have anything to do. 
but I finally was like, I've got to go. Like I've just, this is it. And so for our listener, cause there's probably only going to be one, <laughs> <laughs> the ground blinds at the very back of the property and heading back to the house is it's straight uphill. And it's like a 30 or 40 yard straight uphill hike. And then it levels off, but then it goes right back uphill. And, uh, I start up the hill and it's just like every step my stomach's just bruh, 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 bruh. <laughs> and I'm like I'm almost in tears I'm sweating and it's 30 something degrees outside I'm like pouring sweat like just like oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and like I had to stop and I was like I'll just you know what I'm just doing it out here in the woods I'm just gonna I'm that's just, what I would have done <laughs> but I was just like so stubborn so determined I was just like trudging on and then I got to my the yard and I was just like <laughs> butt cheeks clenched just like penguin just waddling as fast <laughs> as I could around the house and I was like please 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 don't let the door lock please don't let the door be locked please don't let the door be locked and I I made it on time so unfortunately there's no funny ending there but better you than me because I would have just been like you know what screw it I'm done like post up out by a tree drop the drawers and go mm-hmm. oh well so Tristan was telling me somewhere where he hunts he had a they have somebody that sh- they share the property with, and he has a bolt-on stand that he uh, bow hunts out of. And Tristan sat in that guy's stand that day, and he was like, I think he was muzzleloader hunting, but he was just like sitting out, and he was waiting and waiting, looking around. He looked down, he's like, what is that? And he like leaned out and leaned forward. And this dude had turned around and hung off the seat of the bolt-on and dropped his pants and just took a shit. <laughs> but it just like piled up on a branch up under the lock on. So it was just like sitting there and mm. it like it petrified almost. <laughs> At least got down and like walked me a hole somewhere yeah. <laughs> to cover it back up. And if, uh, how did I know that we're what, seven minutes into this podcast and we're already talking about crap <laughs> right? taking a crap like i so want to bring up the wrestling story though <laughs> do it <laughs> all right guys so back in what how long ago it's been like three years now it's been longer than that three it's... four years since we uh, we used to wrestle and not like high school wrestle this is like wwe we didn't wrestle, wrestle we wrestled we wrestled <laughs> It was fun. Like, that's where me and Jake met. And, you know, me and Rod, we've been friends a long time. But then that's where me and Jake met was at this wrestling at a known unknown name we won't, we won't mention in this podcast here. <laughs> 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 but uh, so one night, usually we would get up, go there. be will be an all-day thing on a Saturday. We wouldn't get home till like, what, 2, 3 in the morning most of the time. Yeah, I mean, and, it would... We would all meet uh, like halfway or not even halfway. We'd meet in Oakwood or something, which is kind of closer for all of us. And then we would drive the rest of the way up. Well, one night we'd go come back home and we always stopped at this one Waffle House and ate because it's it's late. We hadn't eaten dinner. We were all hungry. So we usually do that. So we go, we eat, we joke, we have a good time like normal. And we get out and I'm like, my stomach started rumbling as soon as we walked out of the Waffle House. I was like, all right, you know, I was like, I can make it home. You know, it's what, 15 minutes from the house or more? Mm-hmm. Well, more like 20. So anyway, so I'm like, okay, get in the car. I got to drop Rod off at the little park and go thing. 
So I drop them off. We go there, and I'm like, get out. Like, literally, get out. Get your stuff. I got to go. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, why? I said, I got to go. He's like, oh. So he gets out. So I'm driving, and it gets to the point where it's like, it's coming out no matter what. And I'm like, I ain't crapping in my pants or in this car. So I'm like going. I'm like looking around, and I see this road. So I like pull down this road, and then there's this driveway with these big old bushes on both sides of the thing. So I douse my lights, pull in, <laughs> and I get out, and I go around to the side of the car on the passenger side in the like in the back side of the, the four doors, and I just like pull pants down and just go. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, okay, hurry up. And I'm like. Crap, I don't have anything to wipe with. <laughs> so I like I was like, oh I got roadside assistant napkins, right? <laughs> That's what I'd call them. <laughs> so I like shimmy my way down the car this like on by the car, open the door, and I reach in, I grab them, I you know, use them, throw them down, and I'm like, get up, pump pants up, and I run and get in the car and I just take off. And I'm like driving down the road. And I called Rod, and I said, I didn't make it. And he goes, what do you mean you didn't make it? I said, I didn't make it. He's like, you crap your pants? I said, no, I pulled off in somebody's yard and dropped one. So if you're listening to this, I'm sorry that I crept in your driveway, but, you know, it was, a, it was an emergency. Well, so that same night, you guys left the gym before I did, so you guys got to Waffle House before me. And I texted Rod, and I said, hey, do me a favor, order me, the double Texas patties, patty melt plate with like triple hash browns with chili. Like I got a whole bunch of food and frog was actually like, he's not going to be able to eat all of that. And Rod was like, frog said, you're not going to be able to eat all that. So naturally I was like, now I have to finish all of it. So I wound up eating all of it. And the next day we went, I had to go to IHOP for breakfast and I ate like even more and I still hadn't taken a dump. And so I finally went and it was like, like it was like I lost my soul or something. It was just, (laughs) it was terrible. And then I texted Rod and I was like, Hey, I I, I was like, I ate and listed everything I ate. And I said, and I finally took a dump. And he said, he just responded, you need to call Chad and ask him what happened. So I texted (laughs) you and I was like, Hey, Rod said to ask about what happened last night. And you said, oh, boy, <laughs> call me. And then you called me. And, like, we were just rolling on the floor laughing about <laughs> you pulling off. I wonder what that person did, too, like, the next <laughs> They walk morning. out and they're like, there's a pile of crap in their driveway with some paper towels or, or some napkins. They're like, just, dang, really? bears are getting smart. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm going to put a camera out here and get to the next person that does this. Imagine, or I wonder if it happens all the time. I mean, yeah, imagine if you had a trail, like that guy had a trail cam out there, and he was like like going through, and he's like looking at deer. And he's like, oh, oh, okay. Oh, that's a, you know, that, 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 give that guy a year, and I'll take him. And there's just you ass hanging out from the car door. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah, but I'm, I'm not to mention, like, I went by, every time I go by that way to Oakwood, I look over and see if I can see, and, like, I guess it's wintertime and you can see down in there. Well, those two bushes ain't there no more. <laughs> I, I guarantee you there were plenty of people that did that before and after you. Because <laughs> there's a long stretch of road there with nothing there to use to, like, stop no gas stations or anything. 
that's something we need to invent. It's just like a like a car seat toilet. <laughs> like you know, they got the recliner. You just, like, with open it. it and like a seat pops out mm-hmm. <laughs> from the car door. You have to modify the door to hold on to all that weight. <laughs> yeah. Well, you saw. I remember we saw the trailer hitch one. Oh yeah. The one that puts in the trailer hitch slot, and we we're like, "How did we not think of this?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, is there anything else you want to talk uh, about? No, nah, I mean that's. I think we're. I, I have us at 18 minutes, and I started us late, so I'm pretty sure we're about 20 minutes in yeah, right yeah, now. Well. So yeah, well. If you've made it this far, all three or four of you, <laughs> I know we sound like a couple of idiots that just were very immature, but um, we did. We wanted to take the next couple of minutes and just tell you, explain to you about um, Outdoor Roots Foundation, which is our nonprofit, which I know we touched on at the beginning. But our plan with the nonprofit is to take underprivileged, underprivileged children, U.S. veterans, people with disabilities, Take them out on hunts, fishing trips, outdoor activities. Teach them about the outdoors. Say thank you. Make them a part of our outdoor community with the YDA tribe and really just change lives. I know that for me, the outdoors saved my life plenty of times. I talk to a lot of people that tell me that hiking, that camping, hunting, fishing, everything, anything outdoors is almost like a medicine for them, which... I'm sure the FDA would hate to hear that because mm-hmm. they're just going to cost them a couple pennies. But if you can, go to OutdoorRootsFoundation.org. Check out what we're about. See the pictures in our video of where we took Adam Logan hunting. That's what we're going to do, and we need your help to do that. We're doing nothing but being a proxy for you. It's the tribe that makes all of this happen. Yeah, so all the donations that you give us, we we purchase all the equipment and anything that they need for that event um so when they do they just come and show up and everything's provided for them and that's what we need you guys' help for with sorry and just that way we can have it there and they can just show up have a good time not have to worry about anything and just you know tell their story and you know feel loved and that's through you guys so we're just making it happen and you guys are providing it all so that's the whole tribe mentality it's for you guys to be able to be a part of this when, say, you live in California or Wyoming or something. All right. Well, if you guys have any questions, poop stories, hunting stories, anything like that, reach out to us. You can send us a DM on Instagram. You can send us a message on Facebook. You can email us at ydaoutdoors at gmail.com. You can email me at jake at ydaoutdoors.com. Chad doesn't have an email. We don't let him type anything. (laughs) I'm not allowed to put anything on Instagram. (laughs) Which, okay, so before we close the podcast, we should just do more episodes. Well, you you can email me at chad at outdoorrootsfoundation.org. So when we first started, uh, we... This whole harebrained scheme came alive. So we had an Instagram. And we, I know we were not there yet. We're still trying to figure it all out. But one of the things Chad was very adamant about was posting more. And so I was like, hey, man, you got the login. You go post something. So <laughs> Hey, you said it. So <laughs> It's hey. my fault. Yeah, it's absolutely it's my, my fault. It's my fault that you said it and I was three sheets to the wind, okay? <laughs> so one weekend... 
I remember you you went somewhere to a racetrack and you posted a video of like it was like seven four. It was so it was like in the summer ish. It was my nephew's. Re- he races go karts. Okay, yeah. Well, you were like on the back of a truck going around the track, but it was like seven forty five in the evening, so it was like almost dark. Oh no, no, no. that one was uh, my nephew. He he worked for this race team, and I went out and helped them that weekend, and it was in Savannah. Either way, so you you would go to the YDA Instagram, and it was like deer, trees, river, fish, lake, stream, racetrack at night. <laughs> hey, it's outdoors. Get outdoors. Go to the racetrack or something, you know. We ain't all about just hunting and fishing. So anyway, that was one of those that was like, oh, God, Chad's got the login. Well, then <laughs> He goes to Gatlinburg with his wife. No, no, no. This was not Gatlinburg. Where was it? This was, we went to go see the Cadillac 3. So we went, and my niece, and we went to um, Chattanooga. Okay, so he goes to Chattanooga. And I get on my personal Instagram where I follow YDA Outdoors. And I look. And I'm I'm looking at a picture (laughs) of like a picnic table. And some paper plates and some pizza and I'm like what is this and then I look and I see oh it's from YDA Outdoors (laughs) (laughs) and the caption read they brought out the fine china for us ha ha (laughs) live life and party hard YDA style and I just like I looked at it for a good five minutes, and then <laughs> then Rod sent me a screenshot and said we got to change the password <laughs> so Chad won't post anymore. <laughs> so now Chad just has to send me the picture before I put the caption up. So. Well, you know that's not my fault. I was outside, and to my defense, we were outside having a good time walking around. Hey, get out, enjoy <laughs> life, get outside, whatever you know. Um, not my fault. Mm, all right. Well. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Thank you, all five of you, for tuning in to the Go what? Somewhere podcast. Two, two okay. <laughs> Thank you to all two people. So our wives that are actually listening <laughs> yeah. to this. I'm sure they're going to give us all kinds of criticism. Yeah, they're going, oh, yeah, it was great, honey. And then, you know, they didn't listen to it. Yeah. So thank you, everyone, listening to our debut episode of the Go Somewhere podcast, presented to you by Blue Falcon Bourbon Whiskey. Have you tasted freedom lately? And Flex Zone Supplements, available at FlexZoneSupps.com. All right, Chad. Well, I'll I'll see you next weekend when we do something stupid outdoors. I hear you. That's going to be fun. All right. Take care. See you.